All right. Hey, guys. Um, it's not the usual open that we do for uh, Zone Star State, but this one kind of isn't – it doesn't really warrant uh, kind of our usual opening. Um, of course, you guys know the news with Chris Beard, head coach at – men's basketball head coach at Texas, um, arrested Monday morning and released later that day on third-degree felony assault charges. Um you know, I'm not. We're not going to go into specific or the 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 details here. You, you can look at the affidavit affidavit on your own. It's it's you know it's pretty pretty brutal. Um, you know, APD did confirm early in the morning that they did have Chris Beard um, in custody um, from a 911 call, I believe, uh, early, like literally break of midnight um, Monday morning. So, um, just going to get that out the way. We have to acknowledge it. You know, there's nothing really to add there. We hope the the alleged victim's okay, um, and we hope that uh, you know she finds the the help and security she needs. There is now a restraining order against Chris Beard against the uh, alleged victim. Uh, I believe he also cannot return home to his to to the residence where they both stayed. Um, and so, yeah, um, Texas unfortunately had to play a game Monday night, and this is where we can kind of dive into actual basketball but we, of course we had to we had to hit this off the top um and kind of get it out the way and acknowledge it so yeah we'll ever, ever follow us on texasbasketball.com we'll be having everything updated um he is suspended indefinitely without pay uh the university announced i believe monday night evening almost um i guess this is where we can kind of add our own little insight into it it was a little bit of a late suspension um from the university yeah. they had of course i mentioned they played rice and we'll get into that game because it turned out to be a pretty good game um they named associate head coach rodney terry the acting head coach for that game they did not say he would be intern for the rest of the year which i thought was pretty interesting um but regardless they waited a long time to mm -hmm. announce that and rodney terry is the one that ended up actually breaking the news to, uh during a uh, pre-game availability and so it kind of put him in an awkward position because he's had to practice with these guys. I'm assuming I would assume at least he probably had those guys put up their phones for forever. How long, right? Once they saw the initial news, it's hard to kind yeah. of read that about your head coach and, and kind of go into a game prep with so much uncertainty, but I don't know. What are your thoughts, Matt? You know, I'm here with Matthew, of course, for the audio listeners, you know, what are your thoughts on Texas kind of taking a while for this? Uh, that was the thing that really stood out to me. They released a statement saying they were aware of the arrest but then nothing else until mm -hmm. like five, six hours later um, when they finally named Rodney Terry the acting head coach. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole talk on Twitter was like, is he going to coach tonight? And I was and right. it's like, there's, there's like in my head, there's like there's there's literally no way that that happens. But mm -hmm. we didn't hear anything. And I understand Texas wanting to be like you said, with the whole acting head coach thing compared to interim, like all the verbiage and everything. They want to be careful with, you know, doing anything uh do anything definitive uh at, mm -hmm. at the time but um i was just like there's there's no way he coaches um and obviously like you said rodney terry ends up uh being the being the coach for the game and for those who don't know he's he was the coach at utep for what five years four or five years mm -hmm. um over Former there fresno as well right fresno yeah, state before, as well yeah he was the coach before joe golding took over there uh, last year and so he is um you know qualified he's been a head coach several times we know who rodney terry is um the whole thing and the I, I mean like like you said we talked about the game the game itself was was a very mm -hmm. very good game and i joked about rice plenty of times with this podcast is 
obviously good for them to come out and play the way that they did. But from Texas perspective, it's obviously just impossible to play this game. Like I can't imagine from a player perspective, trying to play this game at all. And um, because as much as, um, you know, you want to try to separate if you're a player, you know, try to separate our head coach is gone, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is college basketball and coaches and players are tied together, like for better Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, on the court. It's like that's a guy who recruited you out of high school. You know, there's relationships that are involved. And so when when a guy when that happens, it's just so hard to separate it the day of. And so, um, you know, I'm not going to hold it against Texas that they barely beat Rice. I wouldn't have held it against him if they lost to Rice. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to give credit to Rice for for putting up the game that they did. But Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. For Texas, you know, it is what it is. They just had to get through that damn game and <laughs> move on to the next one. Yeah, seriously. I think, you know, we'll get, you can get into the actual game because I do think it, it, we can talk more about it from a Rice perspective. Um, but, yeah, now you're now if you're a player, you know, you head into this game thinking, okay, is Coach gone for good? Like, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, with all the details coming out, there's I don't see a way that Chris Beard comes back right it feels like there's this is he they're gonna have a new head coach whether it's Rodney Terry getting a full-time you know he'll have uh I presume that Rodney Terry will be named the interim uh Chris Ogden is also on the bench yeah Yeah. Chris Ogden's also on the bench uh, who has head coaching experience but I feel like Rodney Terry is the associate head coach will be the natural guy to take over um and so he'll have the season to more or less have a tryout for the job right and if this Texas team continues to do what they did um what they flashed earlier in the year there's no reason to think he shouldn't be the the head coach um going forward but still that's still uncertainty right there's still you still don't know if you're a player like man yeah i want to play for roddy terry but i don't know if he's going to be here either so there's this game yeah it was a lot heading into it but with that being said you know rice still had to come out and do their part right rice still had to come out and play uh the other half of the game which it looked really good, man. Um, Travis Evie looked phenomenal. I mean, uh, unfortunately, he fouled out late in the game, and that's kind of when Texas pulled away in overtime. But um, Quincy Olivari was fantastic. I thought, I mean, even uh, uh, Max Fiedler didn't have a lot of points, but I just thought as a presence, he was very effective as well. Seven like, assists to two turnovers. Yes, exactly. And, like, I just loved – I don't know. this. We talked about with this Rice team so much that the reason why they were frustrating is because we know the style of play they want. We know the style of pl- what the style of play can could do, right? You could catch teams like this off guard. You could catch fire in the Conference USA tournament and get something going, and then you just play with confidence. All- and then it just never happened. And mm-hmm. then, like, it would happen against Texas of all teams on the road in the Moody Center. Um, I thought, I mean, like I said, Travis Evie, I thought played with confidence. Like, he was, he was taking shots. He was like, oh, he's there's something he's feeling tonight. Um, or a, lo- a lot of contested looks or a lot of, like, one step behind the screen and just like a little bit of a little bit of space for a three or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas, of course, shot pretty poorly again. Um, I think that's going to be something that we're just going to have to live with. If this is a hot and cold team from three. Um, yeah. But yeah, Rice, I mean, this, I don't know. I right now Rice is sitting at, what are they? T- six and three. Yep. And they played really well against Texas. Of course they have that blow. I lost the middle. I almost want to just, punt that game away just because well, of the Pepperdine by 40. True, but again, like there was, a reason, one of the, there was a reason we we punted this team away. No, 100 percent Yes, yes, 100 percent And the the wins, there's not a good win on this aside from maybe Texas State, but Texas State's State. kind of rebuilding this year. So 
with that being your best win this year, yes, there's a reason why you put things away. But I think there's a reason for not to bury them, not just yet, right? Maybe there's a little you 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 had put the dirt over them after Pepperdine, yeah. and then you kind of maybe you might you might have maybe put a little crumbs off after Texas State. I think there's a reason to maybe stick the hand in the grave and pull them out a little bit. Not not saying you not saying you completely dress them up nice and put them back to get them back to regular day life, but at least like bring them let them breathe a little bit. They're not they're not a part of our society yet. They're not. Right, right. Um, they're just still, the, they're just breathing again. The one stat that jumps out to me is we know this team will shoot a lot of threes, right? They um, they're still 38th in the country in three point attempt rate, so they're gonna shoot yeah. threes, um, especially against teams that they have as much talent as or or more than they are top 20 in the country in two point percentage this year though. And the last mm. three years, they haven't been in the top 75. And that is mm. a significant step forward uh, that I don't think that they, I mean, they've been good from two, but to be top 20 in the country and shoot 57% from two is a very, very different thing. And if you look at the Texas yeah. game, they put up 81 points, obviously nine of those in overtime. So 72 points on Texas and they only shot nine of 28 from three. Like they didn't sure. go 14 of 28 from three, which is what I would have expected. If you told me this game was close, I said, yeah, they would have you know, shot 50% from three. They didn't light it on fire. Instead, Max Fiedler had seven assists. A lot of those were were cuts. I thought they, they cut well. They moved well. The offense has never been a question for me, but this year it feels like it's a little bit, it's a little bit more balanced. And that's a mm-hmm. comforting thing for me when I talk, when talking about Rice's potential um, moving forward, the defense, I mean, I still am just – this defense isn't good uh, by yes, any stretch. it is what it is. <laughs> um, I mean, they have allowed 88 points like Western Michigan, 106 to Pepperdine, 81 to middle. Um, you know, uh, they are 297th in de- defense in Ken Palm, 354th in effective yeah. field per- cold percentage defense. They don't stop anybody. And so for that right. reason, I, I – it's like I put a shovel in there just in case I need to get them out. But at this point <laughs> – I am not um, unbearing them, but still, yeah. this is this was their best result of the year by a pretty good margin, and uh, credit to them for for showing up. Yeah, um, the the end of this game was pretty pretty entertaining. Um, it looked like you texted me right after the Marcus Carr floater that was an air ball, and you were like, it, it looked like they were rev- at, at first. I thought they were reviewing they were reviewing something, or there was like a timeout or something. Yeah, there was, there was a timeout. Yeah, because it was going to be Texas ball, and you text me, you're like, "That should be this, the shot clock went out. That should be a violation." Exactly. And then I noticed, I was like, "Yeah, you're right. That didn't hit the rim." And so, during the timeout, they ended up having a rep official review. Finally. They reviewed that Marcus Carr didn't uh, didn't touch the rim, which was a I don't know. It wasn't close to touching the rim, so like I don't know if they just weren't paying attention or whatever. Because like the clock didn't even re- the shot clock didn't reset, so it wasn't like they thought it touched the rim. They just didn't pay attention to the shot clock or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was the, really the shot weird. clock complete. And again, I noticed this in real time. I think, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why, because yeah, you did, you from, did. from a rice perspective, I was just like, okay, well there's five on the shot clock. Here goes Marcus Carr shooting the ball. It's an air ball. Right. And then everybody just assumed rice had it and rice kept bobbling it, bobbling it. And then Texas somehow got it. And I was like, that's, there was no possession. It's shot clock. So rice <laughs> ends up having a right. shot at the buzzer to win and misses it. And at that point I was like, okay, they're not going to win this game. Just, no way. And then Texas goes up, scores the first six points, I think, of overtime or seven points of overtime and uh, effectively puts the game away. So um, I watched Rice and I was still like, 
defensively, I thought they could have, you know, done better, but you know, they, they are what they are. So, I mean, when they were jumping at, let's see, they were jumping at Serge Jabari Rice's threes in overtime twice. Mm-hmm. And he was 0 for 5 from three. And I was like, and it resulted in layups. And I'm like, please, please just stop jumping at Serge Jabari Rice's three pointers. <laughs> just, just stop. So, um, but yeah, overall, good result for Rice. I don't know if this changes anything. We haven't talked about Rice since I buried them. So it's only fair that we spend a couple minutes on them. Um, I don't know if this changes anything. It's like right now, who would you take, UTEP or Rice? I think that's an interesting question. Um, Fascinating. Think, you know, then you get everybody else in the conferences in the top 150 in Kimpom. La Tech, Charlotte, Western, North Texas, FAU, UAB middle. So it's like they want to be climbing for to the top eight out of 11. That would be nice, mm-hmm. but I don't fully know how – much I expect Rice to to really make a dent in there with the defense being as bad as it is. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I will say this just – I'm not saying this completely changes my opinion of them um, because this this more or less like – I'm not saying I, I expected them to compete with Texas, but like this does kind of um, – it's like the first time we've seen their offense kind of lean itself towards these type of games or performances, so – you know, it, it is a positive step, but yeah, well, it's still still very much a cautious uh, thing. Uh, the one thing I did notice that we that you mentioned the two point percentage. I remember a lot of the shots coming off of. I wonder if this is something they're realizing this year is like because everybody expects them to have these, you know, take these uh, not tough threes, but like the, their offense to be oriented around threes. They got a lot of good looks off the pump fake and drive like mm-hmm. a lot of like the, st- the one step inside the line after the guy, after you pump fake by the de- a closing out defender. Um, and so I'm wondering if that's just some, that's more of something we're seeing this year because um, I'll have to watch them again in another game to kind of see that. But I, cause I noticed Texas was so good at closing out that they were just, they were almost over committing at times and rice was able to get one dribble basically to an open shot. So I don't know if that played into it at all. Um, but I thought that was one interesting thing that I took from it too. Yeah. Uh, Rice has, I mean, the next three games should be fine. Two of them against Division Two teams and the Northwestern State sandwich in there. Should be okay right. in those three. And then they got Western December 29th to start conference play, um, which is funny because they go on the road at Western Kentucky and then they have a road game at UTEP two days later. So mm-hmm. have fun with mm-hmm. that travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You ready to talk about SFA women? Let's do it. All right. SFA women, I think the second best uh, mid-major team in Texas, behind Rice. Ooh, I think so. I think so. I think so. UTEP is going right to make a yeah. in there, um, but I'm pretty sure SFA is number two at this point. Yeah, I'd probably get SFA. Someone, if I'm forgetting someone, I'm sorry. I think. I mean, I think it's like Rice, SFA, and then like UTEP, Texas State. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody else here, but off the top of my head, but still, that that's about the group that you throw there. Um, SFA just beat Arizona State 75 to 60, and um, it was at home. Uh, it was a very competitive game for the first half, and then the, the third quarter, SFA goes outscores Arizona State 25 to eight. And man, I just. I, I know we were hesitant about this team without uh, Stephanie Vischer. Uh, we were hesitant mm-hmm. about the team after losing to Rice. 
uh, but they are now seven and two. And I, it's one of the more balanced teams I can remember, like in, in, in the state. So, I mean, Ayana Johnson, yeah. uh, Tyler McCall, I, I, I might get the name wrong. McClement call, uh, went three yes. to six from three Jordan Harrison. I thought was awesome. Avery Brittingham, uh, had the ball a ton in her hands. Uh, Destiny Lombard hit a big three in the third quarter. Angel Scott. So it's just like player after player after player. SFA is very, very deep and very, very good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're, I think Ayanna Johnson's been consistent for them. Um, she, she was somebody who was going to have a lot on her plate as one of the lone returning upperclassmen from this team from, from the past couple of years. Uh, Jordan Harrison's been a great pickup for them. I mean, Tyler McClement call has been, she stepped up her game a ton. She's, I think she's more or less like doubled her minutes and she's basically made her output better. She's scoring more. She's doing a lot. Uh, Avery Brittingham is, I think playing more efficiently is the better way to put it. She's playing about the same, maybe a little bit, a couple more minutes here and there, but she's rebounding better. She's shooting better from the floor. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like last year was a big disappointment for her um, considering how well she played during their, their tournament run um, or when they made the tournament a couple years ago. But yeah, like you mentioned, this is just a team kind of feels like it's just clicking right now. And this is a, this is a pretty solid win over Arizona state. And yeah, they, I mean, they got a pretty simple skill. Like as far as the conference goes, like outside of UTA, which again, they got drilled by Baylor again, Baylor's Baylor, but still, I think we thought they'd yeah. be better in that game. Um, I don't know. I, this, this could be a, just, I don't want to say a walk to a WAC championship, but like right now they're the one team in the WAC where I don't have any questions. And they're one, one of the teams in the state where I have very few questions about. Mm-hmm. Um. If you look at the non-conference schedule to this point, you have the loss to Rice by 12, and then they've lost mm-hmm. they lost to Gonzaga by 12 as well, the number 23 team in the country. Right. Those are two games where, I mean, again, we've talked about Rice. I don't know did, uh, if Rice received any more votes uh, since we're recording this on a Tuesday. I'll, I'll look it up. Mm-hmm. But um, those are two teams that are probably top 30, 35 teams in the country. And other than that, you have a blowout win over North Texas. You have a blowout win over Boston College, a blowout win over Morgan State, blowout win um, now, I mean, 15-point win over Arizona State. So all in all, I mean, UTSA gave them a fight in the first game of the season, and I think mm-hmm. that speaks to what UTSA could be. But if they take care of business against Bradley and George Mason on the whatever this is, the FIU Holiday Hoop Showdown on December 19th and 20th, they're going in the conference 10 and 2. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's not a ton of games on this schedule in conference play where you're like, all right, that's going to be a loss or that's a game where they're not going to be favored. So, yeah. Uh, uh, they're right now they're t- they're 19th in the country in field goal percentage as a team. Like they're shooting almost uh, just over 47% from the floor. Uh, two point percentage, 52.8% from two. Like they're just absolutely crisp right now. And yeah, yeah it's. This is their one again. Their defense is fine. They're not probably as good as they've been in the past. But when you're scoring this efficiently and you you're gonna be, you only really need to be average on defense to be able to get by teams like this if you're being this efficient on offense. Now, obviously, if they had Stephanie Vischer, this would be uh, I would be vying for them to be a top twenty-five team in the country. But right. still, the way that they've had others step up, I mean. I, I haven't seen a game where every, every Britain, and I don't, I haven't watched every single SFA game, but 
a game mm-hmm. where Avery Brittingham had the ball in her hands as much as she did. I mean, the sure. box score kind of did not reflect how much, how impactful she was. Jordan Harrison, as a freshman, came, comes in, has the pop uh, from a three-point percentage or from the three-point line and off the bounce that I think this team needs. They're just coming together, coming together, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a huge win uh, and a convincing win to be able to go on a run like that against Arizona State. Says uh, okay. says a lot. All right, let's go to Texas State women beating Morgan State. Um, I don't know if you have this one up, but yes, Texas- so this one, the Texas State won fifty eight fifty. Morgan State was seven and two uh, heading into this one. So this is a pretty damn good win for Texas State, especially. You know, their record's been fine, but I think there's been some ups and right. They had a blah loss to AM, they lost to UTEP, Texas State did. They barely, you know, we think UTSA is good, but they barely squeaked by UTSA. So it was like, okay, there's some questions here and there, maybe. Um, I believe they're without Tamia Jefferson right now, uh, Texas mm-hmm. State is. And so I've had some questions about their, and I believe they're also still without Denasia Hood as well. So there's been some questions on the inside. Nicole Left's been playing a lot recently. I believe she started most of the season. Um, but I thought this was a pretty good win. They, they basically neutralized uh, Morgan State on the glass because they're a big offensive rebounding team. Um, they gave up 14 offensive boards, but total rebounds, they were more or less able to, to, to kind of balance them out. Um, and then they were able to get to the line a ton. They were very aggressive. Uh, I think they shot almost 30 free throws, and they were able to play really good defense. Um, Morgan State's a team that, like I mentioned, they like to play physically in, in terms of rebounding the ball. Texas State was able to kind of neutralize that. And I thought, let me see, who had, uh, yeah, Tiana Eaton, who's coming on. Uh, I believe uh, she's somebody that Coach Z mentioned when she was on the show. Uh, Tiana Eaton's one of those seniors returning that is kind of uh, battled injury last year. And so, like, did probably didn't really get to show a lot of what she was able to do. Um, and she was their leading scorer in this game. So, yeah, this is a this is a pretty good win for them. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see their schedule. I don't know if I have their schedule up. Let's see. Uh, they have Corpus Christi coming up yeah, these uh, are this the weekend. Two. Yes, Corpus yes, that's Christi, right. Corpus Christi and, and Christian. That's going to be big. They got to win those two, oh, yeah. I think. I think so, too. I think if they win those two, um, they'll be in a good position heading into – because after that, I mean, they have one more game and then they head to, to Sunbelt play. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it was a good win. I think it was a solid performance from them. Um, and I'm, I think this team's finally starting to really come together in terms of being that one of the top group of five teams in the state like we thought they would be. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, no. Uh, A&M picked up a good win. The A&M men um, right. over Oregon State. Uh, 7254. Uh, give them a shout out because you know they're a team that we've kind of had a lot of side eyes <laughs> towards got, um, at, at, at times this year. So they got Memphis on Saturday, December 17th. That's interesting. On the road. If you want to okay. show me something, Buzz and company, that will do it. And I, I believe watched, I just watched Memphis beat Auburn, so I'm high on Memphis. And Memphis, and aren't they about to get Demario Franklin back too? Because I think he just got ruled eligible who he was one of their big transfers uh let me see yes from uh, 18 points a game last year i forgot where he played Mm -hmm. um but he was just ruled eligible uh this past week so it's a memphis team that is getting getting pretty good uic he came from uic um so we'll see um oh and some last some last news i almost forgot 
Aaliyah Moore looks like she's going to be out for the year for Texas, which is a gigantic blow. Um, you know, obviously their transfers are uh, they're better in the front court than they were last year. This is this is this would have been devastating last year. Yeah. Um, but it still sucks to see because she was kind of turning a little bit of a corner. So um, yeah, if that'll be, that's like, I believe it's a torn ACL. Okay. So injuries on the women's side: Aaliyah Moore, Asia Blackwell, Drianna Edwards, or I don't know if Drianna Edwards is, is injured. Um, we don't know that. Um, Zaya yeah. Nugent from SFA. Um, mm-hmm. What was the other one I had off the top of my head? Um, um, oh, speaking of well, uh, the Barker. last piece was Nia Barker was the yes, other one. Yes, uh, a little bit of optimistic news. Um, oh, Asia Blackwell is may maybe looking to be able to come back this year um sooner than expected is what a lot of people at baylor are saying i believe waco tribune has a has an article up uh, where she actually where there's actual um she gives actual quotes and i believe uh nikki collins also on record of saying that too so if she comes back you know middle of conference or something we'll see um because i know when she first had that injury it was not looking good so yeah okay that's good good positive injury news uh on the women's side because I feel like just the whole state has had some ups and downs with injuries this year from Rory Harmon early on. Now it's like Aaliyah Moore. Now it's Janiah Barker, so on and so forth. So good to get them back. Um, I think that's all we got for y'all today. A nice quick 30 minute podcast on a Tuesday before ish heads out to Jerry world and my new home for four days. (laughs) He'll watch his football for whatever that is a hundred hours straight. And, um, yeah, does a great job over there. So yeah, y'all can check that out. Um, obviously DCT, uh, what DCT football? Like follow Ish yep. at Ishmael R Johnson. You follow me on Twitter at Matthew Bruni underscore, and yeah, you could um, follow us on the YouTube if you haven't already. Subscribe to the YouTube, leave uh, a like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're listening on the audio side, leave us a five star rating and review. Greatly appreciate it. We will be back next week with football all but wrapped up at that point. So uh, we will be back and uh better than ever so we will talk to y'all then take it easy